Yo, it's Saturday. I'm Gregory, and you're back with me. Let's get this motherfucker started off right. Hey, man. If you're here with me checking this out, that means that you, you like me. And I like the fact you like me. And I'm thankful that you like me. So, let's do this. Let's have a fucking party. So, yes, this is Saturday night. I am not doing anything because I don't have a life outside of my house. But I'm cool with that. We just sit back. Maybe watch a little TV, watch a little Netflix, watch some old ass movies, have a good time, pour a few drinks. We have ourselves a ball. Man. Um, so, I had a fun Friday night, though. I did. Friday night was fucking awesome. Um, uh, we went out to call a movie. It's been a long time since I've been to the movies. Maybe a couple of months. Not a long time by some standards, but a long time for me because I usually go every Saturday. So we went out and we caught the Joker. <laughs> we went to see the Joker. And oh man, what a mind fuck that movie was. Look, um, we left out the theater and, um, I couldn't, I couldn't express myself right away. I know my wife and I were at the show and I asked her what she thought. And she says to me, and I quote, I need to dial down. I, I'm having an issue over here right now. And I just gave it to her. I gave it the time. Look, it doesn't matter what you think about comic book movies, comic book characters. There is something different about this movie and the way Scorsese and his team put this movie together. This movie is really a an exploration into the mind of someone dealing with mental issues. And let me tell you, what I saw really, really gave me a different perspective. I mean, I have family members that deal with mental issues. Um, it's been present in my adult life. Not myself personally, but I've witnessed it. I've dealt with it. I've um, live with people who suffer from it um, but this movie really put it in a perspective that I had not really had the opportunity to see before look this guy whether you agree with the the narrative and it's, it's, it's prevalent in today's culture because we have a lot of things going on that are deemed um, that are committed by people who are deemed mentally unstable or have mental issues who are suffering from problems while that doesn't excuse them for the things they've done it there, there is an underlying fact, underlying um, factor. So, and this movie kind of digs into that. I, I haven't seen a movie that has impacted me like this in a long time. I'm sitting in the theater watching, and there were points in time where I'm watching and listening to what he's saying and watching what's happening, and internally, my 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 heart or my thoughts were to burst out crying. That was the emotion I was having. And Joaquin Phoenix gives a. Um, he gives a stellar performance uh, in this role. I'm gonna go on. A, I'll go out there and say that this is not really a Joker. The, the main character in this movie isn't the Joker. It's Arthur Fleck, the Fleck, Fleck, the character he's playing. The way this is shot and the way they they draw you in with every word he says 
is magnificent. Um, but I'm gonna say that you know, like I said, when I left, my wife sometimes took some time. She had to she had to turn this down. It gave her some issues. She had to. It was it was tough for her to watch. It was tough for me to watch. But um, I I feel like this is a movie that I'm glad they made. All the hoopla and the fanfare and everything behind it is all bullshit in my opinion. Because first of all, it's a piece of a piece of art and something that was created as an art piece and very well done by the way. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not not being insensitive to people who feel that they have traumatic experiences. They've experienced traumatic experiences. And they suffer from that, and this could be a trigger for them. And I, I will say, this is a trigger for them. I, I'm not going to even say this movie is a trigger movie. It's going to trigger a lot. If you've experienced anything in your life in this arena, it's going to trigger something for you. But for those of us who haven't, who don't suffer from these illnesses, it's going to, to some degree, open your eyes to a world that may not be familiar to you. And that's what it did for me. I mean, I had to watch it. And I'm watching it put together in a way to where I can't respond to it after just watching it absorb it. And I don't even care what was ha- I don't care what was happening in the movies as much as I do about what the character's evolution was, the character arc was. Um, this was this was this was a brilliant movie. It's not one. It's not a movie that I can watch multiple times. I'm not gonna turn on sit down and watch it. And see see the expl- I'm not gonna watch it like a typical movie. I'm watching it like a case study. <laughs> that's really how I was portrayed. Uh, for for you, those of you who've seen any other Scorsese movies or have seen uh, Taxi Driver, it's done in that same same way. It, it hits that same way. So, um, I'm going to say if you have an opportunity to see it, I would go see it. I'm going in with that understanding. It's going to be a mentally, a mentally and emotionally intense movie. Um, but you're gonna, you, you're gonna. I, I'm hoping that you, you you'll get something from it. You'll be able to come walk away from it more um, educated than you were before, more familiar with it. It, it, it. It's shown some lights on things for me that I wasn't aware of or didn't think about. So, yeah, if you get out a chance to see, go check it out. So, but that was my Friday night. I got home. I chilled out. I woke up this Saturday. Had a great night, and um, here we are Saturday. So. It's interesting. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, let's see. This is all off the cuff. It's all off the cuff. I, I, I got it. I got it. I've had a topic that is always, um, I've always thrown around out there in the ether. You know, been on the ether now. I always thought about it, and I've discussed it on my YouTube channel, but I'm going I'm to rehash it again here. Um, but I'm going I'm I'm to discuss it in a, in a different in, in, a, in a different way. The topic I've talked about before is the necessity or the the benefit or the uh, or the legitimacy of um marriage. Now, before you go shitting on me for talking about marriage, which I could totally understand and um, get behind, I understand this, the sanctity of marriage is important to a lot of people. Let's, let me look at this. Um, so, I'll give a background on this a little bit. So, um, 
my parents were married for 23 years, I think. No, not that long. 21 years, something like that. I don't know. 21, 23, 23 years, 22 years. All right. They got married. They had issues. They got divorced. Um, I have uh, friends now who've been married four years, some six years through 10 years, have been married and divorced. Uh, um, they've had, some have had children, some have had, some have not. But in seeing all these issues, relationships, and I'm up, let me back up a little bit. So before I go into the issues, but because I do know people that have been married for 25 years, 30 years, and some have been married since I've been on this planet. But in general, at least with regard to my generation, I've seen a lot of divorce. I've seen a lot of relationship break up. I've seen a lot of people stay with people that they're married to because they can't afford to break up. So when I look at all this data that's in front of me, I start thinking is till death to us part a reasonable agreement for all people marrying someone to engage in, enter into now let's 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 back up because I know I'm gonna I wanna touch on some hard frames let's hold on let's fill the cup because the cup's getting a little low I have to fill the cup up gotta keep the cup going I'm going to pull some hard strings. I'm going to touch on some areas that are um, very sensitive to some folks. And I respect that. I get it. I get it. Some people feel like, you know, once you marry someone, that's a person together forever to death to his part. And that's how we all feel when we get married. No one gets married thinking you're going to get divorced. Um, hopefully you don't. Because if you do, you probably get married for the wrong fucking reasons. No green card. You smile in the country. Get some tax breaks. All that bullshit. But... <laughs> In general, or generally speaking, rather, most people get married with the idea that that's the person they're going to be with until they get grow old and die. And to some people, that level of commitment is scary as fuck. I know to myself when I got married here, that was scary. And here's why. At least I believe why. When you look at life, most things you enter into have a term. Uh, you sign a cell phone deal, it's two years. Then you're done. You can leave that carrier. You purchase a car. That car loans for five, seven, heck, even eight years, and you're done. Or oh, longer, but you're done. You buy a house, 10 year, 15, 30. Then you're done. All these things have end dates. In addition to having end dates, what they also have are stipulations up front. Um, you can't buy a cell phone without a credit check or a house or a car or get a credit card or anything else. You're going to get, you're going to have to be credit worthy. You don't have to be any of that to get married. And if you don't believe me, let me tell you, let me pose an option to you. You can walk out on the street today, go to a club, meet somebody, think they're the one, and the next day go get married at the county building and be indebted to that person legally 
without any prerequisites, any verifications, any validations. You can get married. Okay, all right, all right. There's some paperwork in there involved. But you can get married without anybody telling you, no, you're not qualified in a week. Let that sink in for a minute. You can get married to anyone on this fucking planet of legal age with no one having the ability to stop you. That is a scary thing. You're committing to a lifetime relationship and support of that person for life with no vetting. People say, well, you married the wrong person. That's what you get after you marry them, though. You don't have any out. Now, if you decide you would have it no, true, you have a marriage or no, but that costs you money. Costs you more to get divorced or separated than it does to get married. So now, what you're doing is you're entered into a legal agreement with someone that you don't are not required to um, verify the, the legitimacy of the person's claims. You be the dude at the bar, ladies, and the dude, some of them, yeah, I got this, I got that, I got eight to seven hundred and forty credit score, I got this, you know, I'm good, I'm done working here. Oh, oh, I love this motherfucker, I'm gonna marry him. And you marry him, they realize he got a 420 credit score, he ain't working, he's part time at the Pet Smart down the street. But you stuck with him. And what's the response to that? You should have done your homework, you should have looked into it. There's no out for that. Look. If I buy a TV at Best Buy, and that TV craps out on me in 16 hours, I could take that boy back. Say, you sold me a lemon. All right, you sold me a bad TV. They may give you another TV. They give you your money back. But you have legal rights there. You have some protections. You ain't got that with marriage. You got to pay money. You got to get a lawyer. You got to see a judge. You got to ask questions on this dumb shit. And newsflash, most people don't find us out in the first month or two. You find us out four years later. You know, four years later when you talk about, oh, shoot, I had a baby with you after we got married. We was together a year and we had a baby. But now you all you want to do is play dice, shoot dice, and go to the club and hang out with strippers. Now I'm taking care of our child together. I want out of this. Now I got to file for divorce. Oh, now you got to call a divorce attorney. You got to pay him $1,000 at least. Let me look at your case. And then the dudes you want to divorce or the lady gonna make it hard for you because now you got child support, alimony, alimony, alimony. You got all these things to deal with all because y'all don't love no more. But when you were in love, it was easy. I believe it's because love is beautiful and divorce is ugly. The idea in this on this planet is that falling, falling in love and marrying someone is financially beneficial to you, the individual you married, and the economy, and divorce is not. Therefore, it is harder. When someone fucks up in a relationship, you have to prove they fucked up, and then you have to prove that you don't have to take care of the fuck up. That is ridiculous. Which is why I have proposed, I am proposing that we enter into an age where you have lease relationships. I have talked about this before, and yes, I am married, and next year I will be married 20 years. But it doesn't mean that, that does, my situation applies to everyone. 
I believe people should have the option to have to renew their relationships. Just like Congress and presidents are reelected every four years, I think that you should be able to review your current status and opt out or continue with your existing contract. Why? Let me tell you why. When you meet somebody the first time, they give you the best them. In the first two years, the relationship is the best them. And in the marriage, the first year or so, two years, it's the best them. At some point in time, the real them comes out and you realize, shit, this motherfucker just won an Oscar because I was sold on this goddamn performance. But now that I realize he feels shit. Well, she feels shit. I want out. You can't. That's why least options work the best, people. Let's give an example here. Let's say you date somebody. You like them. You think everything's going great. The person that proposed to you, you propose to them. You say yes, or they say yes. I'm trying to get both angles, if male and female, whatever, or gender bias, you no, know, whatever. I'm trying to make sure it's just gender flat out, because anyone can ask somebody to marry them. Now you get married. All right, boom. Everything great. The person do the best they can to give you the idea of what they should be every day. One day, you see this person in the bathroom. They take a dump. And don't wash their hands. The nerve. Did you not wash your hands? What the hell? What's wrong with you? I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with it. I went out. No. You can't get out. Let's go to counseling first. You go to counseling. Do a counseling trip. You think things are better. You go home. You realize they turn all the lights on in the house. And leave. All right. Went to counseling. I got some skills. I can work with this. I turn the lights off. We work out. We a couple. We a partner. Team. We a team. We work it out. Then things get worse. Shit hits the fan even harder. <laughs> they put the dishes in the dishwasher, but they'll turn the dishwasher on. Oh! Side note: I hate dishwashers. I think they're the devil. I think they're the enemy. I think they all need to be destroyed. How hard is it to wash some dishes by hand? It doesn't take too long, people. Let's get some effort back into this. It's ridiculous. But I digress. You look at this and say, "I can't get it all done." Motherfuckers, why should you have to go through all that? You should just say, "You know what." My lease is coming up in two years. I'm going to cancel this dude or lady. I'm canceling. I'm going to cancel him. Because I can't deal with this anymore. I put in my best effort for two years. And you still are not better. And you walk. You don't pay them alimony. Sure, if you have children, child support, you take your child. Because, of course, that's what you want to do because you're a responsible adult. But you don't owe them half of what they used to have. You don't. They don't have a lifestyle they're comfortable to because you provided it. Look, if I'm driving a Mercedes today and I trade in and get a Ford Fusion, I can't make Ford give me a car that I'm accustomed to because I had a Benz yesterday. No. Today, use a Ford driving motherfucker. Be happy with it. The windows are power. The AC is working. So, that's what I was saying. You should have the option of opting out of marriages. And why not? And I, and I, and I understand it. I understand that the kickbacks don't come back. It's a union before God. All right. I can respect that. 
But I have a counter for that as well. What if you decided you don't necessarily agree with God's word? Oh, Ooh, pause there. I need to air. I need to do a little space for air there. I need some. I need some. Oh, because everyone that's married is religious. We have to accept that, people. So, if that's the case, we have to look at it and say, okay, look, we have to account for them because they're either to a legal agreement. We have to find a way for them to get out. Now, I don't want this all to be gloomy. Don't want you to think it's all um, downhill from here. It's not. Because like I said, people, I've thought about this. I've thought about this, this extensively. And here is the silver lining to this situation. This is the silver lining to my least marriage option. If you know you're in a four-year plan and you really want to be the person you with forever and ever and ever, you're going to do better than you would in a traditional marriage because you want them to stay. Think about it. If I lease myself a 2020 Corvette, go to the dealership, I'm going to lease it for two years. But in the back of my mind, my plan is to have this thing for life and pay it off. And keep it forever and ever and ever and ever ever and ever 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 and ever 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 ever. That I am going to a take care of it for one, but two make sure this car is treated like a long term purchase. It's simple, and it's simple for one reason, and this is basic. And I hear this a lot out a lot of people that I know they're married. They say. Our relationship has lost a spark. He doesn't do the same things he did to get me. He doesn't treat me the same way he did in our dating years. That's because it's forever. Because you know you ain't going nowhere. We ain't got this marriage, these two cars, these kids. Why do I need to tell you I love you and you're beautiful every day? Because you ain't leaving. But if he knew every four years it was a renewal period, that boy would act right. Or that lady would act right. And I'm going to put it in a lady perspective. From, from, from male perspective, how the, the woman will look at it. Look at it. I am not doing what the fuck he asked me to. I'm not doing that crazy shit. Because I am married. He even bought this house. We got a nice family. He's a good dad. Why? What's he going to do? Leave and find somebody better? I am the best he will ever find. Not in a four-year lease. Because you forget. While your four-year lease comes up for renewal, there are a multitude of people. And you know what happens in this country where there is a plethora of uh, potential consumers on the market? A, a, a service pops up for those people. So for everyone who's in their four-year marriage or six-year marriage or whatever it's supposed to be, there'll be a site that you can sign up on and say, hey, expiring 2020 January, who's out there in the market? I'm not renewing. So... It's, 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 it's beneficial to your spouse to do the very best you can to, to, to get you to renew. Look, I don't, I'm all for the sanctity of marriage. I think it's a great thing. But I also feel that if you just want to have a 10-year relationship, maybe some, if you want to be married for 10 years and do, a different, do something different the rest of your life, I think that that should be an option as well. Hmm. I don't think it's just men that fit away. I think it's women that fit away as well. So, 
I know this is not this is unconventional, my wisdom in this, but what if I'm right? What if I'm on to something? What if I'm on to something? Look, this could change society as we know it. This could lower the divorce rates. Because if you know you're in a four-year relationship and your husband cheats you in year three, why pay for a divorce? Just slowly phase out. Kind of like an NBA contract. Anthony Davis wanted to be traded. He had two years after this contract. Oklahoma said, look, he wants to be traded. He wants to be out of here. Let's just let him go. If he was stuck into a lifetime contract, that'd be the worst relationship in the history of business. I'm just saying, people. Maybe there are other opportunities. Now, I have to say, also, in this situation, in this in this scenario, you would have to retain traditional marriage. You can't do away with it because it is a beautiful thing. Look, look, look. I'll be the first to admit that I think that that it is a business decision to marry someone and be with them for life. But the people that enter into that, myself included, do it not for a business decision, but well, most of us don't, but you do it because you actually love the person you're with. Most of us get married in our 20s, 30s. When you're so blind, you still you still believe in, in, in love at first sight and, and love eternal and love forever. <laughs> so, when you're doing that, you're not thinking that the person I'm married now, I want to have a family with and grow old with and live with forever. You're not thinking that, that forever is 17 years or 12 years or 10 years. You're thinking it's literally forever. For, so, so for those people that believe that, they should still have that option. And, and by all means, and, and on top of that, there are religious um, beliefs that people adhere to that they will not change. A lease relationship is kind of like me and leasing cars. I don't lease cars because I drive the fuck out of them. I'm not, I'm not leasing the car because I don't want to limit the miles or the uses or the benefit I get out of that vehicle. But some people may. Some may want to say, I want a Range Rover, but I only want for a year. That's all. Just a year. Some folks may say, I want to marry a redhead. But only for a year or two. That's it. And you'll find one. And you marry for a year or two. And then you've had that experience. And potentially people could say, I want to get married younger. It could it could possibly lower STDs. It could reduce the number of illegitimate children. Because how many folks have been in love with someone they met at a club or met on a on a on a, on a outing with some buddies and the relationship lasts four years? Well, maybe the relationship will be extended by a year or two because they entered into that agreement for five years. Look, I love you. I think you're a great person. Let's do a five-year relationship. Let's do a five-year marriage. I think that's perfect for us. Do a five-year relationship. You have a child. By the time a child five years old, start kindergarten. Your relationship's over. You're still co-parenting, doing a great job, by the way, because you are you in the, the relationship ended amicably. No one has any ill feelings towards each other. It ended before it got bad. And I think this would resolve a lot of issues because a lot of relationships, a lot of relationships end because they get bad before they end. I never believe in, in superstitious stuff, but the seven year itch, I truly, I, I think the true thing. A lot of my friends go through a seven year itch. Um, 
it's tough. Even myself, the six, seven year, it became kind of like, so that's the best way I can describe it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it kind of, it kind of becomes that. So if you can do a fire relationship, but it's still great, you still be co-parenting, still great parents, and you can, you can retain that great relationship and that bond and communication without destroying the relationship. And you know it's ending. You just got together because you want to have children together, and this person is so awesome and so cool. Look, I I understand, and I'm okay with society changing. I think, and I'm trying, I'm, I'm shifting gears here a little bit, but I feel like society changes, so the the, con, the social constructs have to change as well. You know what I mean, like. There was a period of time where the man went out and worked and the wife didn't work. She was a housewife and she took care of the children and she maintained the household. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Men and women both work. They both maintain and support the household. Some do it, both do it independently. So those days are gone. Okay, The days where your single income supplements, uh, supports the whole family, they're gone. And those ideologies, those focuses, those, those those thoughts around that are fucking ridiculous. There are men that maintain a household with children, and there are women that maintain a household with children. So the thought that we can look back on what was relevant re- relevant in the fifties and sixties and, and apply that to twenty twenty is fucking stupid. That's 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 a pro- that, that's ridiculous. That's a problem I have. You know, that's that's a stupid like. We look at old habits, old standards, and try to apply them to modern day. You know what I mean? That's that's stupid. That's dumb. It it has to change. And I know some people say, "Well, there are core values in the American family." What the fuck ever, man? Look, at my age, in my mid forties, I talk to and, and interact with young folks. And I understand as a 40-some-odd-year-old man that the hardest thing for people to accept is change. And young people are introducing change every day. It is a constant battle between young people and older people. We, uh, this is our ears. And this and young people saying, this is how we want it to be. And it's a constant clash and battle. My thing is, my thought is, look, this is how it is, but this is how it was. And this is what it's going to be. And it's okay to change it. It's all right to change it because this is not our world we're building. We're building the world that's going to be that's going to supplement and support those that are in the youth group. You know what I mean? It's their world, and these are things that we have to uh, have to accept. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not going to lie and say I, I accept change easily. But I'm aware of it, and I I face it, and I know it's there. And when it's there, I address it, and I, I, I ultimately I end up welcoming it. That so this falls into that category. Relationships change, whether we want them to or not. We can set social constructs and say that this is where it should be, but the youth will drive what it's going to be. So let's look at what they look at what they're doing and say, hey. What do you think about getting married? Man, I think it's this, that, da, 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 da. Okay. Maybe we need to address our our, our standards and, 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 and carry them to what you want to do, not what we did. You know? 
Like, I use a lot of car references because I'm a car guy. Um, I'm gonna use another one now. I was watching the uh, unveiling of uh, unveiling of the 2020 Corvette, and um, as with all things Corvette, I talked to my dad. My dad's a Corvette guy. He loves Corvettes. He lives and dies by them. He was born before they were made. He saw the first one rolling roll. He's a Corvette guy. All right. Yes. And that's the way he thought about it. He's like, it's not a Corvette. It's not a Corvette. And the 2020 Corvette, not Corvette. Even 2014, when he did what's called the C7, which is the seventh generation of the Corvette, which came out in 2014, he said, it's not a Corvette. The rear lights aren't round. They don't look like the Corvette. It's not a Corvette. And I said to my dad, Dad, to you, it is not a Corvette. But it is not catered towards you. It's catered towards 20-year-olds and teenagers as something to aspire to when they start working and making money. And I say that to say this. At some point in time in life, we have to accept things that we took as being standard and being status quo. We have to accept the change in those things. And I don't think it just is limited to cars and clothes and TV shows. I think it's everything. What happens when we start seeing the divorce rates increase with young people in 2030 and 2040. We're going to have to say why. Why are young people getting divorced? And why are they still happy? Or why are there so many unwed mothers? But they're supporting these children and these children are coming out great and their family unit is still intact, although they're not not married. Maybe we need to change the status the, st- the criteria of what a marriage and what a family is. I, 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 I'm fine with that. What works for me doesn't work for the next generation. Some point in time, at one point in time, we had horse-driven carriages. We had cars that only went 35 miles an hour. At some, at some point in time, someone said, that ain't gonna work for me. I want better. I want something different. I want change. And that is, I think that's a key word in all this. Change. So, take what is take what I've said. Take it as a, with a grain of sand, or you can take it and grow off of it. I don't know. I don't think I have the answer to it. I'm just proposing an uh, alternative. Maybe short-term relationships, short-term marriages is the way of the future. And I don't think it's even for me to decide. I think it's for this generation to decide. Do you want to do that? Should marriage be treated as a career? Could you have potentially three wives and three families in your lifetime? I don't know. It's interesting to think that. It's a possibility. But what do you think? I'm going to do that. I'm going to open this up to the comments. Um, I am Gregory at Outlook.com. I-A-M-G-R-A-Y-G-R-I-E at O-U-T-L-O-O-K.com. Let me know what you think. Let's keep this conversation going. Uh, I I want to see what you guys think because I don't think I'm in the minority in thinking this. I'm I'm in the middle. I'm not an old guy. I'm not a young guy. I'm looking at both sides of it, seeing where are we going with this. I'm curious. So let me know what you think. You know, uh, or send me some send me your opinions on it. If you think if you totally dis- disagree with what my opinion is, 
I'm open and I'm cool with that. I could be totally wrong. Or you could open my mind up to a different way of thinking about it. If you have a perspective perspective on traditional marriage, um, let me know what it is. Or if you think that, hey, Greg, hey, man, you own to something of this, man. Because, man, I got two girlfriends and both of them pregnant. That's a problem, dude. You need to chill out with that shit. But let me know. Let me know. So, all right. All right, well. Let's do this. Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Because <laughs> I got to go up here and I got to go um, I gotta, I gotta do a few things tonight. I gotta check on my dog, and like I said, it's Saturday night, and um, my cup is half empty, which means I need a refill. So, um, and I'm sure yours is as well. So, enjoy the rest of your night. Definitely let me know what you think. I am Gregory, and enjoy the life you have, not the one you want. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.